Welcome back to the Extra Innings podcast, uh, Philly's podcast from the Philadelphia Inquirer. I'm Scott Lauber. I'm Matt Breen. And I'm Bob Brookover. The band is back together. The band is back (laughs) together for the first time since Max Breen was born, I think. We think. So, what have you guys been up to this? What have you guys been up to this past week? Not watching Uh, baseball. um, I watch baseball because where I live, you can get the Yankees and Mets, so I could watch baseball. Yes, you're uh, not watching Phillies baseball. I'm, I'm not watching Phillies baseball because Phillies—they didn't—they didn't play baseball. They did not. Uh, what a week it was, right? Like, I mean, we've all been covering baseball for a while now, um, and I would venture to guess that none of the three of us have ever uh, encountered a week quite like that, right? There was the one time when Ruth was on the Red Sox, but yeah, no, nothing. <laughs> Nothing ever quite like that, Scott. <laughs> Absolutely, it was it was crazy. I mean, it was there was just no baseball, and now the Phillies are the Phillies are seven games back, not in, not in the standings, but in games played. And I don't can't ever remember a team being seven games back in the number of games played ever. And the the crazy thing is that we can experience a week like that again. Like there, it's not like it's over with and it's going to go away. There's you know, the Cardinals are going through it right now. The Phillies very well a week from now could be in the exact same boat they were just in. Well, and that's the, that's the thing, too, is we, we we pretend like there's only been two outbreaks, but there's really been three because the, Philly, the Phillies happened in what happened in just before the start of summer camp. If that happened in season, it would have been screwed up things even more possibly. Uh, but there have been three outbreaks, really, uh, you know, in the last six weeks, which makes you think, what are the chances there's not going to be at least one more in the next eight weeks, seven weeks, however many weeks are left in this season? Well, and the crazy thing about this one um, is that this was not anything that the Phillies did. Um, they uh, did not uh, – it's not like they lapsed in following the protocols. It's just that um, they had the unfortunate luck of being the team that hosted the Marlins the first week of the season. And the Marlins arrived in their city, in their ballpark, with – at least one uh, positive test that we knew of going into the series. And they, uh, they, they it, it just grew from there. And so the Phillies had to get shut down uh, because they had to figure out if they were exposed at all. And that's, that's the whole thing about, about all of this is that you can do everything the right way. And if you're just in the wrong place at the wrong time, it's going to impact your season. And the Phillies have seen that happen already. And, and besides that, they also got impe- impacted by the breakdown in the testing because, you know, two false, two false positives cost them a weekend of games against the Blue Jays. They definitely would have played those games if nobody else had, you know. So, you know, it's just so many obstacles here uh, that they haven't gone away and they're not going away. The false positives, my understanding on that is that um, that's a product of, these rapid tests you know instead of the um the the nose and throat test they took the saliva tests and those saliva tests can be turned around within 24 hours but you run the risk of some inaccuracies right and that seems to be what happened that the the home clubhouse attendant and the coach who tested positive were not really positive and bob as you said it cost them um two days and three games against the blue jays over the weekend yeah and then it 
Go ahead. Go ahead, Matt. You know, it's not only not only were the Phillies and Blue Jays shut down, but then the Nationals were shut down right. because the Marlins were shut down. And and if you – I'm just looking at the schedule. If the Cardinals, I'm reading now, aren't going to play Tuesday night. So, if they play Wednesday night, that's – if they play Wednesday, that'll be the first time since that Marlins-Phillies Sunday game that every every major league team will be on the field. And like that, I, I, that's how widespread this outbreak has and been. And I, I love last week that the – the Blue Jays didn't have a game to play, but they couldn't go home because they don't have a home. <laughs> right. So they were sort of marooned in D.C. because they had nowhere else to go. So they had to just sort of shelter one in thing, place. One thing I'm wondering about now is, okay, the Phillies are going to play the Blue Jays at Citizens Bank Park because they don't have a home. But they're going to have a home. It's not going to be Toronto. It's going to be Buffalo. Will they now play the Blue Jays in Buffalo? Um, you know, as I like to say, that's baseball, COVID nineteen baseball. Uh, it's the um, thing is, MLB didn't even say that series is going to be made up. They uh, made they said the Marlins series will be made up, but they like ignored the fact that there was three games against the Phillies and Blue Jays that are just floating out there. With I, I don't even know when you make them. Well, when, the, how do you find the time? The one thing about this season we can be assured of is it's going to be made up. It's all being made up as we go <laughs> on the fly, right? <laughs> Yeah, and that's the thing, is that they're literally going day-to-day here um, and and seeing what happens. And it's going to be that way. I think it's going to be that way all year. It, you know, uh, wake up in the morning, figure out if anyone tested positive or do we have any outbreaks. Uh, if we do, we cancel the games, and we figure out later how we're going to make them up. It's kind of why I think Girardi, Joe Girardi, right from last Monday or Tuesday on his uh, weekly radio show, on MLB network radio said, you know, I don't think everyone should have to play 60 games and it's becoming more and more uh, of a reality that not everyone will play 60 games. And so they're going to get to the end and they're going to pick team playoff teams based on winning percentage. You just have to hope that the number of games is closer to 60 than 50. Um, and you're or able 40. to do it that way or 40 or, 40 or 30 or you know, yeah, I think you you could live with fifty games. It's just, it's the it's the problem if like somebody plays thirty five. It's do you, do you allow that team in the playoffs? And you know the problem I'm really having with it all is the integrity of the whole thing. Um, you know, and I, I wonder this, and you guys can answer this too. Um, if this were the Yankees, what would the what what would the uproar be right now if the Yankees had had to go through? Either A had the outbreak that the Marlins had, or B just had to go through what the Phillies went through. What, you know, how much, how much chatter would there be about the legitimacy of this season? A lot more than there is, that's for sure. I mean, it's the highest profile team in the biggest city and the largest media market in the country, and um, you know, I think you, you know, you'd have tremendous outcry that, oh my goodness, the. The season's illegitimate, and how can the Yankees have played only three games and everybody else has played ten and all of these things? Um, it would be a lot different. There's no question about it. I mean, right now it just seems like, you know, obviously both teams are going to try attempt to start playing again this week. But right for, for a week it just seemed like, you know, oh, well, the Phillies and Marlins aren't playing. Oh, well, here, move along. You know, it just – Right, like they didn't exist. It seemed, it seemed ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, everything kept going. You were, you know, you put on ESPN and there was a game on every night, and people were tweeting lineups out of other games. Right. It was just like, and we're we're at home, like thinking, 
you know, MLB shut down, but in reality, it's just the team we cover was shut down. The rest of the league rolled right, right along. Yeah, what did Joe Girardi say? He said he felt like he was a broadcaster again because he was just watching games yeah. on TV and taking notes and um, not involved in games himself. So it was and kind I, of – I, I was watching MLB Network one day, and literally the guy comes on and, you know, he's talking – I think he was talking about Wednesday. Wednesday might have been the most exciting day of this young season. I'm like, well, not in Philadelphia, <laughs> not really. it wasn't. In Philadelphia, no. they had two, two guys at that time. We saw tested positive, and you know, they're not all that excited in Philadelphia right now. Yeah, what's happening? And and then you look at the MLB net or the MLB app, and it's like you got to go down nine spots to find anything about games being canceled. It's like, oh, you know, hey, there's Cubs turned a triple play and somebody hit a two-run homer. Yay, yay, yay. It's like, these are not yay times. <laughs> they are not. Um, I wonder what you guys make of the news that broke late Friday about um, Commissioner Rob Manfred uh, reaching out to Tony Clark at the Players Association and, um, you know, essentially saying, look, um, if if the Phillies have more positive tests or the Cardinals outbreak gets worse or we have more of these outbreaks, we're going to have to do something here. And I think there was sort of the undertone also of like, you know, um, let's get the players in line here because there are protocols that are not being followed. And if they don't follow them, we're going to have to suspend the season. I, I took it as more of like a um, like a heads up kind of, kind of like a, just so you know, this might be coming down the pike rather than a stern warning. But I mean, I guess it could be read both ways. Yeah. I thought it was like kind of shifting the blame on the, on the players when really, I mean, there's, there's blame obviously on both sides, I'm sure. But the fact that the Phillies were shut down comes down is to, in my opinion, is a a big reason of that is because they played that Sunday. After knowing that four players in three days tested positive for coronavirus, where that's MLB, MLB has to step in. They can't let the Marlins decide that they're going to play. You know, they have to step in and say, you're not playing today. Game's postponed. And I think if they were prudent that day, maybe the Phillies don't play the Yankees Monday, but they're probably back on the field by Tuesday. They, they definitely, I mean, there's no doubt they whiffed that day. And, and the their acknowledgement of whiffing that day, is how they reacted to the Cardinals right. outbreak. Uh, but the thing that Manfred's comment to Tony Clark said to me, jumped out at me right away, is I started thinking, you know, they, baseball knows, has a good idea of what happened with the Marlins and is not very happy, you know, believes that, you know, that they were, that the Marlins players some of their players did not follow protocol and it was maybe them saying hey get your guys get them to get their acts together oh i I think there was some of that too i do too and i i also think that and the phillies are not um are not uh, they're guilty of this too to some degree i mean the weekend of baseball that we saw (laughs) the one weekend of baseball that we saw here and i watched a little baseball on TV last week and saw a little bit of this going on as well. I mean, I think it's just, there was a little bit too much high-fiving and, and that sort of thing. And I'm sure it's just, you know, habitual, like you, you hit a home run and you just instinctively cross home plate and you do that. And, you know, for all the talk of like players are going to have to change their habits. 
I don't know if enough players league wide are changing their habits completely here. And, um, you know, there haven't been other than the Cardinals and the Marlins, right? Any like widespread outbreaks or really even positive tests that have been reported other than on those teams. But um, nevertheless, I think that there is a tightening up of behavior that has to occur. Well, and, and this, this happened before all of the season started. But how, you know, what happened with the Phillies? We, we still don't know the, the true answer to that. Were, were they not following protocols that weren't in place yet, obviously, down in Clearwater? You know, how did, how did that happen? But Joe Girardi made the you know, point. He, he wasn't mad at the Marlins uh, because, you know, he could bring it in any day. And isn't it ironic that less than 24 hours or 24 hours later, we're talking about Doug Peters and the Eagles head coach having the coronavirus, which tells you he's right. I mean, who knows how people get this thing, uh, you know, and, and, and that's the problem with not playing in a bubble. When you go home, if somebody in your family hasn't, you know, Joe, Joe Girardi's always talking about how he's worried about bringing it home to his family, but that can happen in reverse too, where the family brings it, somebody from the family brings it into the house, that part, you know, then that person not knowing, gives it to that, you know, gives it to, could give it to whoever the coach, the head coach, and then he gives it to his team. You know, there's, there's just so many scenarios here that this could play out. Yeah. I mean, Jake Arrieta said it like you could, it could happen uh, when you go get the mail, <laughs> you know, it, it could happen at your gas station. Um, you know, I mean, there it's, it's a, the virus is transmissible in a lot of different ways. I think one of the things the Marlins outbreak proved was that it's very difficult to transmit it on the field during a game. Um, if that, if that were the case, uh, the Phillies would, would have their own outbreak um, because there were Marlins players on the field on uh, that Sunday that, that had it. Um, and, and it, so far, what's that? Right. I, I think it's like so far after seven days, because <coughs> you know you, you read some of these incubation periods could take up to two weeks. True. So, but right now I think they're, it looks like they're out of the wood, out of the woods, but. Looks like, you know, close, I feel looks like they're close to being out of the woods. Yeah, it does. Yeah. We just, we know so little about this virus still that. Right. But I, 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 you know, I, I do have to believe that being in those close quarters on a, on an airplane, on a bus, in the clubhouse, um, that's how it gets know, spread. Right. Yes. The one, the one, the one Phillies employee who wasn't a false negative was the visiting clubhouse attendant. Uh, right. You know, so, and, and we knew, I, I can't say absolutely where they got it from, but I got it. If I was a betting man, I would say they, they got, they got Marland. i would i would say that's a pretty fair bet um you know and then the question comes up like you know so how far can this go um how much can baseball withstand and jake arietta said yesterday that through his you know contact with the players association and what he's heard it would take a handful of teams presumably that means at the same time i guess that that baseball would would have to shut it down or at least suspend play. But, you know, there are other issues here besides just COVID-19 and taking teams off the field. The Phillies are going to get back on the field this week against the Yankees, having not played since last Sunday. And, um, uh, you know, Matt Clinton. I wish I had a fake, I wish I had a fake applause machine right there. Ah! No, go ahead. What's that? Sure. The Phillies are going to get back on the field. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, (laughs) And, uh, you know, Matt Quintax said, look, the concerns now go beyond just COVID. They're they're orthopedic related. Right. And there's already a spike 
league-wide in injuries among pitchers. Um, you know, are the Phillies, um, they're at a competitive disadvantage for sure uh, going into this Yankee series. Is there, a, is there a risk that they run now of, of having been out of action for over a week? Um, is there, are there health risks that are not COVID-related? That even there's at least health risks, but there's certainly performance risks of just guys not being ready when, you know, Garrett Cole was going for his third star of the season tonight. As we record this on Monday afternoon, Jake Arrieta is making his first. How can Jake Arrieta be on equal footing with, on just perform, you know, ability to perform with Garrett, with Garrett Cole. And we always Coming out of the all-star break, you wonder like how that guy is going to do who makes the first start. How long can he go? Is he, is he, you know, fully in, stretched out from the four days off. Now the Phillies have had what a double all-star mm-hmm. break. And some guys haven't even played yet this season. Two pitchers in the bullpen haven't even thrown a pitch on the mound. So it's just, and, and you're going against probably the best team in baseball, the best pitcher in baseball. And then after that, you have four games with the Braves. So it, it's not going to be easy for the Phillies. Well, you, you got to think, though, that Jake Arrieta is going to be really pumped for the first reopening day start of his career. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's never made one before. Um, but, I mean, yeah, they're going, they're going into shark-infested waters here. The Yankees, the, the Yankees, after not getting to play in Philadelphia, got to go to Baltimore and they scored – 18 runs there in two days. And then they got to sweep the Red Sox and scored 38,000 more runs. And, and Aaron Judge is probably hitting a home run right now as I'm speaking, even though they haven't even started the game yet. I mean, it's, it's, it's a horrible, horrible situation for the Phillies. The Yankees are in midseason form. And now admittedly midseason is only like a couple days away now, but for most teams, um, but the Yankees are on fire and are a more talented team anyway. And then, the Phillies have to go play them completely cold, have barely worked out, have had staggered workouts, have had socially distanced workouts. Um, you know, it's, if, the Phillies, if the Phillies win this series, it might go down as their greatest series victory in the history of the franchise if they won this series. <laughs> if they win this I'm series, serious. we all admit we know nothing regular, about baseball. Reg- I mean, there's just- regular season, regular season. It would be their greatest regular season series victory ever if they could win this series. You, you know they're going to win tonight, Arietta Cole. It's just like yeah, that, that's what happens. I you know, these games that it's like that. that's just the craziness of baseball. I'd make that bet with your money, not with mine. I'm not. I'm not betting. I'm just because everyone's like, obviously they're gonna lose. I'm thinking that. I'm like, you know, of course in 2020 you don't know anything, and here it comes. Yeah, I mean, you know, after tears, after not. For, I mean, forget it. Forget Arietta even, who hasn't pitched since 22nd in an intra squad game. I mean, their hitters haven't faced, you know, <laughs> much live pitching at all in eight days, and now they're gonna go face Garrett Cole. Like, good luck with that. Um, yeah. yeah, but before we shed tears for them, let's remember the Phillies opened the season with a team that lost 105 games last year, and they lost two out of three. But they couldn't and beat they that were missing. team last year. So I know, but it's like it's so like yeah, it's tough this week what they have. But they they did start the season against the Marlins, and they lost two out of three games. So it wasn't enough for the Marlins to just beat them, but they then made them join them and having a whole on one a week off. <laughs> are you are, wasn't enough it, so so like miguel rojas going three for four the home run and like what a double short of the cycle on that sunday and possibly having covid at the time i mean <laughs> is that not is that does that now go down as like the greatest individual performance ever 
It, it would have, but he was asymptomatic. In Marlins history, maybe? Then he was asymptomatic, so it doesn't count. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. He might not, not have even been asymptomatic. Who knows? Are the, Mar- are the Marlins are officially all out of the Rittenhouse Square Hotel now? That, yes, they're in Baltimore. The, the healthy ones. They're, and they're supposed to play tomorrow, right? Yes. The healthy ones, right. Yeah, like who's – like. Uh, I don't know. I, never mind. I don't even want to know. The healthy ones. And then the, the ones who are infected are in, on their uh, – if they have arrived back in Miami. The, the, the bus has arrived. It has. Okay. So they took their, their, their buses down to Miami, which must have been a lovely is any, ride. Is anybody left in their Jupiter camp? <laughs> they're, they're camping probably, Jupiter? Probably the guys that they don't want to start their service time clock. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Added all of this, the fact that there's a hurricane on the way, and we don't know whether there's going to be a Tuesday game in New York. Maybe they'll have to play a doubleheader Wednesday in Philadelphia with each team taking one turn as the quote-unquote home team. I mean, it's um, it's a lot to ask, right? It's a lot to ask these teams on a daily basis to not know exactly what's going on, and uh, and then to be able to play and perform that way. I, I said when before all of this began that. You know, I thought this season was going to be legitimate, that you could save your you could take your asterisk and put it somewhere else, because uh, for what these teams will have gone through to get to the, the end, um, I still sort of feel that way. Um, but, you know, look, I mean, it's it's difficult to kind of view this, uh, make it up as you go along schedule and and uh, and see that there's much legitimacy here with with what the results may or may not end up being. Yeah, and I think we're going to really have to see what, like, what does the postseason look like? You know, I think that'll be the way to judge if it's legitimate or not, because we know the season's going to be a mess. But is, is the postseason like? Imagine if a team gets coronavirus during uh, in, in October and they can't play a division series or something like that. So uh, it's just like as of now, if you make the playoffs, whatever. Like we know this, the sixty game season is has asterisks all over it but if if you go to the playoffs and there's the same type of issues which very likely there could be then then i i can't see a world series being a legitimate championship yeah i'm i'm i'm, I'm beyond the world series being a legitimate championship early on but on, on a positive note after after tomorrow the phillies will play um 12 in a row at citizens bank park so i'll have 12 straight home games at citizens bank park and at that point, they will have played fifteen of seven. Their fifteen of the first seventeen games in Citizens Bank Park. I would venture to guess that's <laughs> never happened in franchise history before. No, and it would have been eighteen out of twenty if those those, those Blue Jays games have been played. Which, <laughs> and meanwhile, Toronto hasn't. Will, will played sixteen in a row, almost a third of their season, on the road, before going home to Buffalo, <laughs> which just all sounds stupid anyway. You know, <laughs> Bob, there's something I've been wondering about. You'd be the right person to ask this, I think. Um, you know, you mentioned Doug Peterson before in the news we heard last night that he, he has COVID-19, asymptomatic. Um, how much is the NFL, do you think, watching baseball right now and taking copious notes about what's going on and how they're, what their struggles are and how they're handling this? Because it seems to me the NFL is going to be trying to do virtually the same thing, play a sport in, in home cities and see if it works. I mean, is the NFL like, you know, paying close attention here and trying to figure out if what they can do is, is feasible based on what baseball is going through? 
they should be, um, but they they have their own set of issues because you know there's so many players, especially in like a training camp. Uh, it is it is a traffic jam in a football locker room. Now I don't know, if, you know, at the Novacare if they've done. I, I assume they probably have done some things to ease out what that locker room would look like uh, right now. And I'm sure there are things they can do, but, you know, then you have the, the, uh, a weight room where guys are all the time, you know, so essentially you've got a gym and football players can't play without having a weight room and having a weight program. Uh, So they've got their, Oh, and I, I know baseball players have them too, but it's, you know, it's a bigger thing. And, in football, uh, more regimented thing. Um, so they've got their own set of challenges that baseball doesn't, but you would think because they're the two that aren't in the bubble um, that, you know, are going to any, – anytime you've got guys that can go home and they're on their own, you have to have concerns that, you know – and they're going to they're gonna have their own set of issues. I mean – I'm just curious to see what the football looks like too, because they're not going to have any preseason. Um, you know, you can say what you want. Practice is just not the same, same thing. Um, so uh, it's going to be interesting in the NFL. And one other thing, it was interesting that Lane Johnson tested positive because has Lane Johnson ever not tested positive? <laughs> he's, he's always testing positive. Anyway, let's let's wrap this up by bringing it back to baseball. What um, what are you guys looking forward to seeing the most aside from the actual games uh, from these four games against the Yankees? I'll, I'll start. I mean, I guess I'm just I'm just looking at the pitchers. And, you know, Matt, you touched on it. Um, it's not just Arietta. Zach Eflin hasn't pitched yet this season. Adam Morgan, Jose Alvarez have not yet pitched this season. I would imagine that they're all going to pitch this week um, at some point. Uh, I wonder whether there are going to be a flurry of roster moves like swapping out um, some of the relievers with options uh, for some relievers in Lehigh Valley who might have thrown more pitches over this past week in intra-squad games and whatnot. So I'm looking at the pitching, specifically the Phillies pitching, and and uh, what it's going to look like, who's crisp, who's not, um, you know, and, and, and how they're going to be able to fare against a very, very good Yankees lineup. I'm looking forward to Spencer Howard. I hear you. You have to think he's coming up this week, right? I would I would imagine it's going to be very soon. Yeah, so I would I wouldn't be shocked if he uh, he has to be here before during at least during the Brave series if maybe you want to hold him off from the Yankees. But yeah. I would think he's up at some point. And I am interested to see what Jake Arrieta does on Monday night. Maybe by the time you listen to this podcast, he already pitched and you already know what happened, but it's he's really important to this team. If, you know, if you can have a solid number 3 starter and his last year of his contract, he's pitching for something. He's going to be a free agent. So I'm curious to see fully healthy, recovered from last uh, summer's surgery. So I'm curious to see what, what he looks like tonight. I'm just curious to see a game. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, 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 I don't care who it is. As long as I have Phillies and Yankees uniforms on and they actually throw balls and hit balls, good, 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 for, good with me. I'm okay. I don't, <laughs> don't care who it is. Play, play ball. <laughs> Finally. That's it. That's my deep analysis. Sorry. I love it. Play ball. So on that note, uh, for Matt Breen uh, and Bob Brookover, I'm Scott Lauber. 
please check us out in the pages of the Philadelphia Inquirer, inquirer.com. And uh, our newsletter, Extra Innings, is back uh, every weekday this week. So uh, there's that and, uh, and this podcast. So until we talk to you, enjoy the baseball. The band still got rhythm, man. The band still has rhythm.